It's amazing how, as riders, we are great at setting things up on the straight and we kind of feel like, ooh, look, I can feel this, and you get glimpses of these magic moments. But inevitably, you have to turn around at some point to go home, if nothing else. And today we want to talk about that, bending and bends. Hi there, my name is Lorna Leeson, and this is the Daily Strides Podcast, the podcast for equestrians all over the world, helping you to, well, get to grips with the more finer points of horse riding in a way that you can easily understand and you can take it and you can go and explain it to your horse and hopefully the two of you can have a great conversation together. Now before I go any further I really want to join you. I've got this upcoming live online training. It's absolutely free. I'd love for you to join me. It's about the six basics for novice riders that you can start focusing on today to get immediate results in your riding. Like literally you will go out and if you can just change a couple of little tweaks okay we're going to tweak a few little a little bits and bobs and um, it'll change how you're going to approach your horse approach your riding and everything else um i've made this for riders that if you're kind of wondering oh is this for me lorna well i've made it for riders that if you're spending maybe 90 percent okay 90 that's a very exact amount isn't it but the majority of your time in the saddle focusing on trying to fix yourself okay so you're fixing things you know, heels, hands, position, all the bits and bobs that we're trying to fix all the time, rather than actually focusing on influencing how your horse is going, okay? So if your focus is on you rather than your horse, this is the live training for you. And you can sign up, as I said, it's absolutely free, over at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash webinar, W-E-B-I-N-A-R, okay? So absolutely free. And there will be a replay sent to all the people registered. You will have to register though, which you can do so by signing up over there. And uh, I'll send you out the replay as well if you can't make it live. Okay, back to today and the whole like we have to turn around to get home situation. <laughs> Okay, so that was a bit extreme. I'm sure you're going to encounter a bend or a corner or a circle before that, okay? And the thing is, many riders find that they can put things together before they get there. So when they're on the straight, they can kind of get it together. And as soon as they get around the corner, it all falls apart. And I think one of the biggest reasons this happens is because we only see corners as being kind of a thing we have to get through in order to connect the straight lines. Whereas the corner should be written as a movement in and of itself, okay? And I feel that if you can just shift your thinking around that, that is an important way to start seeing corners a little bit differently. But all that being said and done, I want you to first and foremost, when we're talking about corners and bends, to start really understanding your role in the saddle when riding the corner of the bend. So I see a lot of riders and they seem to think that they are going to turn the horse around the corner in the bend. You're not going to turn the horse, okay? All you're doing is suggesting or asking the horse to turn or bend, okay? You're not doing the turning. And it's when we get involved in the actual doing or the riding through of the corner of the bend, that's where things start to go a little bit wrong, okay? Your job as the rider, your role in the saddle is to set both yourself and your horse up so that you are in the best possible place in order to actually ride through the corner or the bend. That's your role. Your role is not to turn or to, to get to, to actually make the horse bend or to make the horse kind of turn around the corner, whatever the case is, okay? So you need to get really clear on that in your head. Your job is to set things up. Your job is to ask the horse to do it. And then your job is to get out of the way and let the horse actually do it. 
Okay, And of course, getting out of the way and letting the horse do it means that you're in the best possible position in order for the horse to actually ride through the bend or the corner. Okay, I'm not saying that you completely just like take a chill pill and sit back and do nothing. No, that's abdicating. We're only delegating here. Okay, very important to kind of see that difference between the two. Okay, so the first thing you're going to do here is to plan the track. And this seems really basic, but it's surprising how many riders fail to do this in their riding. They don't plan the track that they're going to use to get from A to B. So to basically connect those two straight lines, they don't actually plan out the track. And the track is going to kind of where the track goes will depend on a couple of different things it's going to depend on well what you're actually trying to achieve what you're going to be doing when you get around the corner and also then how far along in your training both you and your horse are as well so suppleness would play a big key there but also that you can hold and maintain the rhythm maintain the relaxation things like that as your horse works through and rides through the corner maintain the contact things like that okay and generally the tighter the bend the tighter the angle the more training is going to be involved in order to get successfully through that or to ride successfully through that okay I'm going to suggest taking some um, markers such as cones or if you don't have anything like that you could use like stones obviously now you want to be safe you're not going to use that and you're going to hurt yourself and your horse off of and um, but you can use like maybe your jersey whatever the case is use things to help you actually mark out the path or the track that you want to ride through and that'll help you get really really specific on what you're actually doing at any given point as you're going through it okay once you've all that planned out and you know what you're doing the second part is then as i said setting up the horse now you know, the half halt is so important and as I say time and again, the half halt is rarely a standalone event, okay? <laughs> There's usually lots of them and lots and lots of them and depending on how responsive your horse is and of course responsiveness all comes down to you, doesn't it? Um, but that is how many half halts you have to perform before you ever get to the corner is going to depend on that, okay? So what you want to do is start half halting. First of all, think of the half halt, the first initial half halt or five as being getting your horse's attention back to you, okay? Hello, excuse me, it's like a little nudge. Knock, knock, tap, tap, can I have your attention please? Thank you very much. And once you've got his attention, then see the rest of the half halts, however many you need, um, as being to actually balance the situation a little bit more, okay? Um, and maybe engaging the horse both mentally and physically as well, if necessary, okay? Again, it depends on where you are in your training. But it's important to, first of all, get your horse's attention and then to balance the situation. Sometimes we kind of put the cart in front of the horse in this way and we kind of, we head off balancing things and that's where the tension levels get a little bit wonky and we end up with problems further down the line, okay? So setting the horse up to do the best job also you have to factor in what you're doing and as I said you need to be correctly positioned in order to well give the horse the best possible chance that he's going to actually successfully navigate through this corner okay so that means that you're going to have to be balanced you're going to have to have a clear picture of what aids you're going to be using and that also you are supporting rather than controlling the situation and this is really important Again, you do not turn the horse. You ask the horse to turn, okay? Really, really important. Like, really important. If you take anything away from today, this is what I want you to take away, okay? You do not turn the horse. You just ask him to turn and then you get out of the way 
you let him turn, okay? But that means that your aids have to be in place to support the horse going through the turn because inevitably when you're starting out, just like yourself, you're going to make mistakes and your horse is going to make mistakes and sometimes he might maybe... You know, mistakes while bending can look like coming off track, for example, derailing a little bit. Maybe falls in through the shoulder, maybe falls out through the shoulder, maybe falls out through the hindquarters, whatever the case is, okay? There's a lot of falling in and out. <laughs> no, but basically all that means is that he's not staying true to the track that you initially planned out for him. Now, I go into bending and staying on the track and all that fun stuff uh, in much more detail in other episodes. And I'll actually link to that in the show notes of this episode where you can find, and you'll find them over at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash episode 1084 okay um but i will link to them there but really and truly you have to set things up in the best possible way and then get out of the way so as your horse then begins to let's say ride through the bend or the corner itself this is where you have to allow him to make mistakes and it can be hard because you know, we have this idea in our head of how it all should be. It's going to be perfect and we're going to, you know, we're going to go into it like this and we're going to come out of it like this because I have a jump the other end or whatever the case is or I'm going to pick up canter the other end or we're going onto a circle the other end, whatever it is, okay? But your responsibility as a rider is actually allowing and almost cultivating a sense of responsibility in your horse over time, okay? That's one of your responsibilities as team leader. If you have to micromanage everything... Well, first of all, you're making your job extremely, extremely exhausting. And secondly, it's no fun for anybody. It's not fun for you. It's not fun for the horse, okay? Your job is to set things up and then allow him to go through it. Allow him to ride through the bend. And then when he makes mistakes, and I say when because mistakes are inevitable. It's how we learn. It's how your horse learns. You have to then jump in very quickly and very consistently correct him and then again, step back and let him do his thing. Let him take you through it, right the way through to the other side, okay? So you jump in, you do, you make your correction, and then you take, you say, okay, now, there you go, buddy. Off you go again. You've got this, eh? I'm going to watch you, but you're doing a great job. Well done. And you let him in. And what you might find is initially, you might have to jump in and correct, well, a lot more than you would want, okay? There's a lot of correction going on. You're in there and you're, you're kind of, feels like holy moly I'm doing more correcting than I'm doing anything else but remember making mistakes is how we learn and the only way it's not the making mistakes we learn it's correcting the mistakes that we learn okay so what you're doing is you're constantly setting up your horse you're reinforcing the positive action that you're looking for with your horse you're reinforcing how you want him to travel through the bend and then you're giving them the opportunity to continuously live up to that expectation that you're putting out there into the world, okay, or, or to him in this case, okay? You're giving him that opportunity. You're correcting it and then you're letting him go and then you're correcting it and you're letting him go without getting frustrated, without getting annoyed, without getting anything. And what you find is over time, you will have to correct less and less. And this is where your horse truly starts to become responsible for his end of the relationship and for his end of kind of the teamwork that has to go into you and your horse riding together and that is what you're looking for you're looking for that transition to happen from the transition from either you doing all the work or your horse doing all the work to the two of you working together as a team now that is something that we are going to be talking about again on this online training how to actually transition across so as i said if you're if you're spending all the time thinking about yourself in the saddle um, I, there, there are six basics that we're going to talk about, but the final two basics are actually about how you can start transitioning across from being this passenger, 
from just letting things happen to you, transition it across to actually becoming truly a rider and um, and a team leader if you want, okay? Um, so, and it's, I just feel it's an important kind of, a, it's a transition you have to make. And unfortunately you have to go through the first, you have to go through being the passenger in order to then become team leader or the rider that you want to be. But it's also, I feel really important to understand that that is where you're going. So that that is the journey that you're going on. And to, in order to understand that, you need to know how you can actually get there a little bit. And that's what we're going to be chatting about. Once again, you can join me, it's absolutely free. And even if you can't make it live, I will be sending out a replay. And you can do that over at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash webinar, W-E-B-I-N-A-R. Okay, have a great one, keep well, and I'll chat to you soon. Be good, bye.